Hey, Healthy Ish listeners, this is your Body and Soul podcast, hosted by me, Felicity Harley. Thank you for joining us today. Jordana Levine is the best-selling author of a very popular manifestation Bible called Make It Happen. Well, she's got a new book. It's called Make You Happen, and it's a practical guide to manifesting your best self, no matter what life throws at you. Well, Jordana joins us today from Byron Bay via Zoom to fill us in about her new book and, hey, how to make you happen. We all want that, don't we? Now, we keep these healthyish episodes quite short, so if you want to hear my full chat with Jordana, where she takes a deep dive into one of her six aspects of self-awareness, search for Extra Healthyish wherever you get your podcasts. Jordana, thank you so much for, well, coming back on Healthy-ish from Byron Bay. What's happening today up there? Thank you. Well, it's nice and sunny today, which is is a nice relief because the weather hasn't been great up here. Well, that is good to hear from all of us, from the rest of us around Australia. Now, congratulations on your new book. How? Tell me, how do we manifest our best self exactly? Where where do we start? (laughs) (laughs) Very good question. The premise for this book and the idea of manifesting your best self sort of came from this idea um, after I wrote my first book, which is called Make It Happen, and it is essentially about manifestation. But it kind of dawned on me after that that in order to manifest what you want, you first have to acknowledge that you manifest who you are. And so figuring out who your best self is or the self that you feel most aligned with is, is going to give you the best chance when it comes to manifestation. So how do we work out our best self? I mean, that, that's easier said than done. You make it sound so easy in that answer. <laughs> Where, I mean, we all know things we like about ourselves, but how can we get better at perhaps, well, playing into these positivity, these positive traits more often? Yeah, it it essentially comes down to self-awareness. And I think that self-awareness is the basis of all personal development and self-help work. If you've signed up to something, whether it's manifestation or any other kind of self-help kind of um, thing, and you're looking for things externally, then it's not really guiding you back to self. So the whole book is basically based on this practice of self-awareness and self-awareness is split up into what I call the three steps of self-awareness and they are curiosity, acceptance and embodiment. So can you perhaps talk us through curiosity? Give us a few, well, what is it and how do we perhaps harness more curiosity in our life? Yeah, well, I think when you're getting to know yourself and you want to become more aware of who you are, you've got to get curious about who that person is. And part of that is the self-reflection piece, you know, like whatever experience we go through, whatever people we meet, like checking in with ourselves and saying, how does that make me feel? How could I have done that differently? Is there anything I would have done differently? What action steps can I take from this point? Like really getting curious about how you're showing up to each and every situation or person in your life. Um, And I think some people are really naturally curious. I know I am. I'm asking why, 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 why all the time. Some people, it takes a little bit of effort. And that might be through a practice like journaling or simply like taking the time each week to look back on what's happened throughout the week and sort of see how it's affected you and how you can move forward from there. 
What about acceptance? Talk us through this and why this is important for self-awareness. Well, I think, you know, we can spend a whole lot of time getting curious about who we are. And when we do that, it's likely that we're going to stumble upon some of our strengths. And then it's also likely that we're going to stumble upon some of our weaknesses. And that's what makes us a whole person. Yeah, we've got to have the strengths and the weaknesses. What the acceptance piece is, is being able to acknowledge both of those things and accept both of those things. Because without the weaknesses, we're not a whole person. We need the dark as much as we have the light. And it's not about making excuses for the weaknesses in your life. It's about finding ways to work around them and to use them to your advantage. So the acceptance piece is a huge part of self-awareness because without it, we're sort of just looking at ourselves and not really doing anything with it. How have you got better at accepting? accepting your weaknesses? I've found over the years that I am one of those people who will only do something that she's good at. And I did that for like a really long time. And when I decided that probably wasn't the most in-depth way to live my life, and I started sort of exploring some of the things that I probably wasn't great at and figuring out why and sort of having a look at those weaknesses from different angles and seeing how I could make them a strength, I really got so much more out of life. And I also learned so much more about myself and what my potential is. Actually, I, that's it. I think that's a really... Great suggestion. Also, I mean, for me, I'll just share a personal story. Is uh, it's really hard, but asking other people around you, you know, what, how can I be better? Where, where are some areas that I can work on? And that can be a partner or a friend, and that can be confronting. But I feel like, in many ways, it's also empowering because you can go right. Yes, I can work on that. I can be better. Absolutely. Now, talk us through embodiment. What's this all about? Well, that's kind of the integration piece. And I think it's the piece in all personal development work that's really easy to leave out. You know, like we read a book and we sort of can grasp the concepts and we're like, yeah, this is really great. And um, my life's going to change after this. And then we don't actually integrate anything that we've learned. So when it comes to self-acceptance, we've gotten curious, we've accepted our strengths and weaknesses, and then we have to actually embody the practice of self-awareness, walking around day to day as a self-aware person. So the embodiment piece, it is the last piece, but it is the most integral piece of all. So how do you do this? Because often it's when, you know, when you're walking around, you're going about your daily life, you can get so caught up in your head in the narrative and the stories you're telling yourself that it's often hard to go, hang on, where's my awareness right now in this moment? How Do you have any tips on how we can become more self-aware in that moment? Yeah, I think the thing is it's realising that self-awareness isn't a practice that you do once and then you're a self-aware person. Oh, that'd it's be something nice. That, <laughs> wouldn't it be so lovely? <laughs> it's something that you will practise over a lifetime. And it's like you said before, it's like each and every moment checking in and saying, how can I be more self-aware in this moment? I think naturally, and even for me, I've, I find I'm, I'm a classic overthinker. And so I do find myself going on tangents of why is this happening to me? What am I doing wrong? How did I end up in this situation? Whatever it might be. And it's pulling myself back and saying, okay, how do I feel about this? How did this happen? What can I do differently? And going back to the curiosity piece, it's starting those steps over again each time. Actually, I like those questions, asking yourself some questions. That almost helps you 
kind of stop yourself in the moment and think, okay, what, no, what am I, why am I thinking this? What am I doing? Do you have any daily or weekly habit? You talked about self-awareness being almost like a muscle that we need to keep fine tuning and toning. What do you do weekly or daily to increase your self-awareness? Um, it, it's pretty much those questions and the feeling one is a big one for me. Cause like I said, I am a classic overthinker. Everything takes place cerebrally for me. So, um, it takes effort to say to myself, how is this making you feel like, let's take logic and rationale out of it for a second. And how are you actually feeling about this situation or this person or, you know, this decision or whatever it might be. And that's a daily practice for me. It's all about the feels. Jordana, thank you so much for coming on Healthy-ish. Thank you. If you do want to make you happen, if you want more from Jordana, her book is out now. I will leave links to that in the show notes. She's up on Extra Healthy-ish as well, talking about how to manifest your personal vibration. Now, bodyandsoul.com.au, there are stories on there from her as well. So you can jump on there if you are interested in reading those or just follow us on Instagram or Facebook for a bit of fun. Thanks again for tuning in. And if you have a moment, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe to this podcast. And until tomorrow, stay healthy-ish. News doesn't have to be boring. The Brits have given Prince Harry a new nickname after yet another tell-all interview. Oh, God, is it the ginger winger? (laughs) Let the team at news.com.au get you up to speed each day with their podcast from the newsroom. A couple were busted joining the Mile High Club. Well, I guess they can't fly virgin anymore. Politics, sport, red carpets, royals. Get all the goss in just a few minutes. Follow from the newsroom wherever you get your podcast from. Listener.